We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The Celtics, after losing at home last night to Philadelphia, second game of a back-to-back, overcome a seven-point fourth-quarter deficit. R.J. Barrett has it. Barrett hoists it up. Shot goes in. Barrett, an amazing shooting performance. But the Knicks fall short. Another painful close loss. And the Knicks now 1-5 and five in their last six. They drop to two games under 500 and fall to eighth in the Western Conference. These are the losses that wear on you, folks. None of the Knicks will sleep good tonight. Eastern Conference obviously as the Celtics now will be seventh in the East all by themselves. Well if they were ever uh, if they were ever insult to injury it's R.J. Barrett making that last three. Um, goes six for six from behind the arc tonight. Um, probably the best shooting yeah definitely the best shooting night he's had in his young career and unfortunately um we did not get to see what the game would have would have been like um, if he had taken either of those either of the last two shots that ended up uh, deciding the game. Obviously, Burks took the three, missed it. Uh, Burks had the ball again when they still had kind of a chance, um, missed the drive or was blocked on the drive. Frustrating way to end the game, um, you know. Very frustrating way to end the game. You would have liked to see the ball in Barrett's hands. But then again, you know, the ball was in Barrett's hands a couple of possessions earlier before that, and um, he turned it over. Um, but he came right back and he made it three. It's um, – yeah, I mean, I'm not going to characterize this as, as a heartbreaker because sometimes you just get beat, and um, I think Boston – I don't think anyone would deny that they still have a uh, higher ceiling than the Knicks. They have the two best players on the court. Um, Stevens Gamma with our first comment in the Super Chat. Thank you, Stevens. Payne, RJ looked great, though. I think we're free-falling. I don't think we're free-falling. Here's why I don't think we're free-falling. I don't think we're free-falling because 
free-falling teams start to let go of the rope on the defensive end. And the Celtics tonight ended up scoring 101 points. Um, this is yet another time the Knicks give up about 100 or less. Um, for all their struggles, for all the frustrations that this team has had, and for as much as we'll come on here and bitch and moan about this or that, um, they come out and compete on defense every night. And there are, I'm not sure that there's another team in the league that comes out and competes on a nightly basis like the Knicks do. And I know that's not what anybody cares about right now, but if you're looking for perspective, if you're looking for um, a way to talk yourself into the fact that this is not going to be a free fall, they come out and defend. And if you come out and defend like the Knicks defend, you're going to win some games. Um, But they haven't won a lot of games of late. They've lost now, uh, whatever it is, five of six. So um, that sucks. Bad eyesight. Let's get straight to it. Only two people who are happy about these next games are Mitchell Robinson and his agent. Boy, do boy um, do who miss pay. Boy, do we miss him? I guess pay him now. Um, I don't know about that. I, I mean, do I think Mitchell Robinson would have won this game for them? Am I missing something here? I know that the Knicks have given up a ton of um, offensive rebounds in the last two games. I know that they are not as good on the glass without Mitchell Robinson. At the same time, um, for a large stretch of time when Mitch was out this season through his first injury, they were pretty much the same rebounding team. I think he makes them a better rebounding team. I think he's a you know obviously defensively, he's a big difference in the in the paint. But I don't know. I, I when I watch these games, I'm not. I'm 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 not watching this thinking like oh if Mitch was there we would have won that game maybe we would have. But that's not not that's not what I see personally. Um, forgotten NYC losing that Minnesota game really destroyed this team. I honestly do um, do not know when our next win is. Listen, I know it could feel like this sometimes when you're in a losing streak and and uh, or you not a losing streak because they they got the Detroit win and it feels like nothing's ever going to go right. It's the same thing when you're winning games when you've won two or three in a row. It feels like you're never going to lose another game. Um, you know, it's the ebbs and flows of rooting for a mediocre team in, in sports. Um, I, I do not think that things are hopeless. I do not think that things are lost. I do not think that the season is over. Um, I think we're just seeing the reality of what this team is, which is, again, I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record. I come on here every night and say some version of the same thing, which is that as long as they have the personnel that they do, they're going to have offensive struggles. Um, and tonight they had offensive struggles. They didn't score 100 points. If you're an NBA team and you can't score 100 points, that's a problem. Um, only one guy was hitting shots for them tonight. You want to blame it on the shot uh, selection. You want to blame it on, you know, well, Alfred Payton. You could always blame it on Alfred Payton because he's terrible. But, like, yeah, you want to you want to blame tonight on the shot selection. The shot selection wasn't great. Um, in particular, the shot selection from Julius Randle wasn't great. And I'm not going to complain about him because he's our all-star. And without him, this team is not in the position they're in. But I thought RJ or uh, I thought Julius forced it a couple times tonight, uh, more than a couple times, if I'm being honest. And um, you know, is that why they lost the game again? It's like the Mitchell Robinson thing. Did it help? No, it certainly didn't. But he also made some some important plays. So, um, and I thought he was great on defense. Let's get a couple of comments in the super chat here. Dan Alsenat. I say rebounds cost us again. Yeah, absolutely. We gave up too many possessions. Rebounds equals chances. Yeah, the first the first half, um, they were a step slow on the glass. 
Um, I thought they were a step slow for a lot of the night um, in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, covering uh, the three-point arc. Um, I They were a step slow. Um, that said, you know, I thought their defense by and large was still pretty good. Um, but that's, you know, when again, broken record alert. When you're the Knicks and you have their level of talent, you essentially have to be perfect in all of the margins. And giving up however many more offensive rebounds they gave up to the Celtics tonight is not is the opposite of being perfect in the margins. Uh, Frank Corona Jr. with a comment in the Super Chat. Before the year, we would have taken this RJ development over anything. Being in a playoff race is a cherry on top. Thank you for the positivity, Frank. I appreciate it. Um, I missed what, what I'm sure is going to be a, a, you know, not a, not a fun um, – conversation tonight yes i mean we're burying the lead here rj was awesome i mean you know i um i did not read the espn 25 under 25 thing um i it's not even it's not even about the click issue like no i don't like to give clicks to garbage but my time is valuable right now i have trying to raise two kids and do all this shit um, and be a, you know, a husband and, and do dishes and laundry and shit like that. So no, I'm not going to waste five seconds of my fucking time reading some garbage that ESPN puts out. My understanding is that RJ was ranked low on the list. Um, if RJ Barrett was literally, if all he was, was a three and D player and he was shooting it like he is now, and he, I didn't think his defense was great tonight, but just generally this season, his defense is like we've seen. Like, that's one of the 25 best players under 25 in the league. The fact that he could do a whole bunch of other shit and we're just seeing the surface being scratched on that. I mean, I, it, look, they're a business. They they need clicks or whatever the fuck they need. But, you know, re, re, you could read that if you want. I'm not going to. Um, Michael Aaron, um, as great as winning has been, what matters most for the future is the change in culture, the all-around effort, and RJ's big leaps in the game. I think you're spot on there, Michael. Um, one one small moment I want to point out, and I'll, I'll highlight it in the in the newsletter. And I'm I'm going to get to all the comments in the super chat. Um, a small moment um, is at the end of the first half, uh, Randall, and uh, actually good good comment from our overratedness here, the amount of Randall iso ball is getting ridiculous. I'm not blaming him, but the offense is so different from the start of the season. I'm worried. That's fair. Um, at the end of the first half, uh, Julius took a three. It was not a great shot to end the half. Um, and after he took the shot, RJ came over and patted him on the batter, back or the butt or whatever it was. Um when you're looking at signs of culture, I think that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, RJ had it going. He had arguably, I think you could say it was his best offensive half of the season, if not his career. And Randall called his own number and missed it in a half where Randall had nothing, as opposed to trying to look for RJ. And RJ came over and was like, it's okay. That's the kind of stuff you're looking for if you're a Nick fan and you're like, I hope this losing is not getting to them. I hope it's not seeping in. Um, Kane Marco Tibbs is costing us games by refusing to play guys that can help and giving guys needed rest. Explain why the ball didn't go to the RJ in the last five minutes. Cause that's the flow of the game. I mean, you gotta understand Tibbs is like, they're not, even if he was able to call every play down the stretch, like the guys just gotta like 
kind of figure it out on their own. Like to put this loss on Tibbs, I'm sorry. Unless you want to go back to the well of RJ Barrett shouldn't be in, or sorry, not RJ Barrett. Um, Alfred Payton shouldn't be in, in the rotation. And he shouldn't be playing any minutes. If you want to go that, sure, that's that's fine. Um, I think there are reasons for for that. I don't think there are good reasons. I'm not going to get on here and yell about the same thing I get on here and, and talk about every game, which is I think Peyton should be out of the rotation, but Peyton should be out of the rotation. Other than that, I thought P- Tibbs' rotations were fine. What did you want him to do? Like, I, I understand that the guys, you know, let's go to Burks, right? Burks missed the big shot. Burks hit a massive shot last night after he had done nothing all evening. Burks has hit arguably more big shots for this team than anybody else season. What do you want to say? Burks should have been in the game. Bullock, who's had flames coming out of his butt for the last, you know, several weeks, he should have been in the game. Like Elf was in there at the end for defensive purposes over uh, Derek Rose, who's still recovering from COVID and had played close to 30 minutes tonight. I'm sorry. I can't, I'm not going to yell and scream about tips tonight. Uh, If you want to hear that, go watch some other live stream. Um, Julio Martinez. I know we lost, but I'm thrilled with RJ Barrett. That's it. I've got nothing else to add. Although, well, it's a good comment. Um, I, how can you not be thrilled with RJ Barrett? Um, Don Cappuccini. We can't blame it all on Elf. Still, I'm so done with him, and I can't wait till we upgrade this summer. We need a third scorer. Bad. Maybe that can now. Maybe that can be the new point guard. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, their new their scorer is their is their point guard. Whoever they get to replace Alfred Payton. Um, you know, Derek Rose had it going for a little while there. I thought Rose by and large, played a pretty good game. Wasn't perfect, wasn't efficient. I'm sure, what did he shoot? Probably four for 10 from the field, if I had to guess. Um, he was four for 10 from the field. What do I win? Um, you know, but yeah, they need a point guard and they need a third scorer. Um, the good news is that RJ is going to get even better. So, you know, um, and hopefully Randall rebounds. Like, they were in this... If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. This game until the last minute, and Randall was 9 for 23, Bullock was 2 for 8, uh, Peyton was 3 for 8, and I don't even want to count that last three. Rose was 4 for 10, Burks was 2 for 9. And they were in the game until the last minute. You know, that's that's a sign they need more help. That's a sign that they're, you know, doing some things right. They're playing hard defense. Um, and it's a sign that I don't think the season is slipping away. Not not yet. We're, we're not there yet. Maybe we'll get there soon. Um, okay. I want to make sure I don't miss. I think I had one more comment in the Super Chat that I had to get to. 
Two more comments. Three more comments. Also, RJ didn't even RJ didn't even make the twenty-five under twenty-five list. Again, I don't read uh, garbage. Um, heck, Brizo, I have to read a non-super chat comment. Julius is not a team player. Come on, guys, let's calm down. Um, he is in a stretch where he's struggling with his offense, and I think he's trying to get himself going. He was hitting a lot of these shots over the first forty some odd games, and he was making. And and whatever his assist average is is for the year, I think it's still somewhere around five five plus. Like it should be higher because he's made a lot of passes to a lot of guys, especially early in the season, who just missed shots. Like to say Julius isn't a team player, he's in a rut. Let's let's you know keep it straight here. Tim Kim, you think Burks was mad he didn't get the last shot in Brooklyn, so he put up two atrocious shots for us? No, I don't think that was it. Uh, also, RJ took Ped, um, RJ took Edwards' words about him personally. Yeah, I think he did. I think RJ also took the, the matchup tonight with Tatum and Brown personally. Like, RJ sees that those guys get all the shine, all the shine in the world, and RJ gets shat on. I think he's taking all of this shit personally. And for him to come out, and I know I've been talking about mostly bad because that's what people are, are commenting on in the Super Chat. Um, like, this is a really big game for RJ Barrett. It's a really important night for RJ Barrett. I mean, think about the fact... I. You know, if we throw in that last shot, which it counted, right? He scored 29 points on 14 shots. Six of six from the line. He had five rebounds, uh, several in traffic, only two assists, but he made some really other nice passes. One to Gibson under the basket that didn't get credited with an assist. Um, Another kick out to uh, Reggie Bullock on a drive. I thought it was the best pass of the night. Um, and, And Bullock missed the three. I mean, again... It, the progression this year hasn't been linear. We've seen some slumps. He's slumped to start the season. He's slumped in the middle of the season. He slumped for a couple games like last week. But if you would have said before the season, and this is to Michael Aaron's point, I think before, if this is all we would have gotten out of this year, this growth from RJ, to say nothing of what Julius has done and we've seen from quickly and all that, you would have signed for that. And uh, it's great to see. Uh, okay. We got, uh, Kane is back. I want to throw him, throw Elf into the sun. I want to throw Elf into the sun too. Um, to, to that point, um, look, and Alfred Payton is, a, um, he's a nice man. Um, oh, uh, actually real quick. John Kaywood, uh, went to the game. Apparently talked to some Celtics fans outside the garden tonight. They felt lucky to get that win. Yeah. Because they've been losing these fucking games all season long. And that's, what's frustrating about tonight. The Celtics have lost these games. We've lost these games too, but the Celtics have also lost these games, and I would have liked to get this one. Um, and uh, one more, Chad Cohen. Just imagine when RJ can start consistently uh, taking players off the dribble and pull up for the midi or even the three. Going to be great. You know, my favorite uh, moment from RJ tonight wasn't any of the threes. It was when their offense was struggling. I think Boston had just gone on a run in the fourth quarter late. Uh, Randall had missed a shot. And RJ, like, I think RJ called for the ball. And he got it. He dribbled into a little mid-ranger splash mountain. I mean, that's the next step. That's the next step for R.J. Barrett. And we've seen signs of it already. We've seen signs of it already. And and by the way, um, burying the lead, um, he's doing it without a point guard, which gets us to help. I, I, I actually watched the first half tonight, and I wondered to myself, you know, Alfred Payton's going to be a free agent, thank God this offseason um is there an nba team i mean an nba team will sign him probably right but who who's signing alfred payton 
is it a, is it a championship contender to play meaningful minutes? I don't think so. Is it a um, is it an up and coming team who wants to take who wants him to take minutes away from a young player? No. Like, where is Elf getting signed to? Um, I just I don't know the answer to. He's he's. Uh, you know, I, I've defended him earlier this year. I, I do still think he's an NBA player, but nights like this, he just he actively hurts your team. And I, it's just I'm going to say it again because it deserves to be said. You cannot convince me. You cannot convince me that there's not a better version of this team that exists right now, where Alfred Payton doesn't play any minutes. So. Um, that's that. I'm going to take uh, a couple more questions here, and then I got uh, Tibbs uh, post game, which I actually do want to tune into because, and uh, who knows, maybe I get a question because um, I I just you know maybe ask him about RJ, maybe um, what what else should we ask him about? I don't know. I thought he coached a good game. If you have any questions for me to try to ask Tibbs, I don't know if I'm going to get one, but feel free to put them in the chat. Um, okay, let's see. Um, I missed you missed my chat. I missed your chat, Stevens. Oh no, that's not good. Um, Stevens, what did you what did you say? Um, if I missed you, I apologize. I'm I'm scrolling up now. Uh, it's been it's been coming fast and furious here in the in the super chat. Uh, type it again, and I'll I'll get to you. Um, overratedness. Excited about RJ's development. The silver lining of RJ being forced to play off ball is that it makes things easy on the Knicks team building. You could bring in another ball dominant player, and RJ could still be efficient. Um, I think the the wonderful part about RJ is that he can support you on ball for a while, and he could also be a great player off ball. I think it's the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, that's a really good comment. I'm happy you made it. Um, I don't. I think. I think the nice thing about RJ Barrett is he has to be considered one of – with the shot coming along now. Before the season, I would have said he might be one of the more difficult players in the NBA to build around. Now I think he's one of the easiest players to build around. Um, Joel John, um, that's a good question for Tibbs. More ISO basketball lately. Why? How many assists did the Knicks uh, end up with tonight? 22. They had 22 assists on – many made shots um uh, 22 assists on 35 made shots it's a good assist rate but um look i'm not going to argue that that um like tonight randall got six assists he was not passing the ball enough tonight in general though i think you could look at his assist total and say he's he's been a good team player this year but uh jeremy chase wants me to ask if the Knicks should retire oakley's number um berman asked that before the game and um tibbs gave uh tibbs deferred um, Zach Munger, Taj Gibson is the man. That is all. I agree. Um, oh, here, Stevens. Thank you, Stevens. Um, I pick IQ picked the wrong time to slump. We really miss his scoring. You must have ESP, Stevens, because um, I'm going to be dedicating. Um, I'm probably not going to get it done for tomorrow. I'm going to dedicate Friday's newsletter to Emmanuel quickly. I, if you're noticing to me, Looking at what has happened in the last week and change, two two weeks, and a lot of the games we won in the first half of the season, I think Emmanuel quickly is the difference. I think Emmanuel quickly coming in 
and hitting big shots in the second half of games when it felt like they were just absolutely desperate for a bucket, when they would go through these stretches, when they really just needed an extra scorer, quickly would be that guy. And that he has been slumping. Um, he had a good first half. You know, didn't happen for him in the second half. Very frustrating. Would I would have wouldn't have mind seeing him play a little bit more. I completely agree. Um, Adam, would you sign up for an off season that nets us Beal and Lonzo? Um, yes. What are we giving up for Beal? Zoe Beal, RJ, Randall, Mitch. Does that compete in the East? The catch, no more IQ or Obi. Um, I mean, if I'm trading quickly in OB and like uh, what are two firsts this year and like another future unprotected first for Beal and I'm signing Lonzo. Um, ooh. Guess you probably have to do that um, as long as I'm re-signing Beal, as long as I'm re-signing Beal. Um, I don't know if that's my preferred offseason, though. I kind of want them to be a little patient. I kind of like Emmanuel quickly, and I want to see what Emmanuel quickly turns into, and I kind of want to see what Obi Toppin turns into, and I kind of want to see what they do with these draft picks. And listen, great thing about Bradley Beal, uh, he's a free agent in a year. So um, at this point, I'd almost prefer to or try to sign him. Michael Aaron, thank you, Michael, again, for your contributions always. A few days ago, a dude argued with me and said that it's not Elf's responsibility to distribute. <laughs> so the hate is unwarranted, and he wasn't joking. Man, it's just. Um, I think what that person was probably referencing is the fact that Tibbs does like his point guards to, to, you know, if they have a shot at the rim, you shoot it. But if you're not hitting the shots um, and we've seen Rose, not as much as he should be probably, but you know, more than elf, um, you know, distribute when he gets to the rim. All right. Here's, here's Tibbs. Uh, I'll get to the other super chat comments real quick. Here. If you have a question, raise your hand and I'll bring you into the room. Davion Mitchell. Hi. Yes. Hey Tom, uh, I know we've been asking a lot about these late game. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna lower this for a second. What, uh, what did you see here in the season? Um, totally cool shooting Peyton into the sun. Really, Miss Mitch, we're getting killed on the boards. IQ needed to be on the court in the fourth. Yeah, I would have been happy with more IQ as an extra shooter. All right, I'm gonna hit up this presser. Thank you, everybody. Uh, sorry, I'm cutting short tonight, but um, I will see everybody after the game on Friday. 